Throughout this week, we have gotten different accounts of the resurrection from now all four of the Gospels. On the Easter Vigil and Easter Sunday morning, we read from the Gospel of Matthew. Then we moved on to the Gospel of Luke with the story of Jesus appearing to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. And then I think another Gospel from Luke. The last couple of days, we've gotten uh, excerpts from the Gospel of John. And then, of course, today, on this last day before we hit the second Sunday of Easter, we get this very quick summary uh, from the Gospel of Mark. And Mark is, I, I love the Gospel of Mark in so many ways. It's a little bit more to the point a lot of times, as you notice the uh, story of Emmaus is much shorter in his gospel with just Jesus appeared to two of them walking on their way to the country. They returned and told the others. I mean, so it's not the long chapter that we get in the gospel of Luke. Uh, so he's, he's quicker. He's more efficient in a lot of ways. But the other thing that Mark uh, always does is he's a lot less easy on the apostles. I mean, there's a lot of times, like in Luke, for example, the apostles fall asleep in the Garden of Gethsemane, and Luke kind of says, you know, they were, they were, I think it was, they fell asleep because they were sad from sorrow. Mark doesn't really sort of like sugarcoat things. It's just they messed up again. And a lot of that is attributed to the fact that Mark was so close to Peter, and Peter just sort of tells him everything that happens, and Peter is not one uh, after the resurrection to kind of uh, hide the fact that he's a fallen human being, that he makes mistakes. And I would say even so, as you see the fact that Jesus still rebukes the apostles, notice what, it's, what he rebukes them for. It's not when he appears to them, he says, where were you guys? You ditched me in the Garden of Gethsemane. You left me to die on the cross. No, he rebukes them for what? Their unbelief and their hardness of heart. He doesn't rebuke them for the fact that they were cowardly and ran away. Doesn't rebuke them for, say, Peter for denying him uh, to other people. Uh, he rebukes them for what? For not believing in his own goodness. For having a hardness of heart that doesn't embrace the, the reality of the resurrection, even after they're told by Mary Magdalene, even after they're told by the two who came back from Emmaus. And so what, it, what he's rebuking them for is not because they're not perfect disciples already, but because they don't believe yet that his love has conquered sin and death. But thanks be to God for us. Obviously, they're cured of that hardness of heart. They're cured of that unbelief and they go on to do exactly what he told them. Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. And because they did that, because they were successful, because they relied not on their own powers and you know, all of their own attributes, but rather on the reality of the resurrection, on the goodness of Christ, because they believed in that and proclaimed the good news, the gospel, we're here today on Easter Saturday proclaiming the good news still in Salisbury, North Carolina. It's gone out to the whole world. In fact, we're broadcasting this on what? The World Wide Web, right? We're putting it out there that he is in fact risen from the dead. And you can see the results happening almost immediately just mere weeks later 
when Peter and John are standing in front of the same ones that condemned Jesus to death, the chief priests and the scribes. And it's interesting, too, because in the same way that they didn't really worry about all of the people. I mean, they were able to kind of sway the crowds, right? You think about Palm Sunday, everybody's cheering Jesus on. A few days later, they're calling for his crucifixion. Well, today, Peter and John, they won't punish them further because the people are all praising God. The thing is, Peter and John are not reliant on the crowds and how, you know, whether they get behind them or not, they're reliant on the gospel. The fact that Jesus is risen from the dead. And they continue to proclaim and to make the good news known. And it does go out to the whole world. So what does that mean for us? Well, first of all, just like, we'll say Peter, right, was able to be forgiven of his sins. Was able to, you know, put those things, his denials behind him because of the love of Christ. Was forgiven of those sins. And then... Not relying on the fact that Peter is so amazing, as the elders and scribes notice, these are ordinary guys, not learned through everything, but on the power of the resurrection, on the power of Jesus Christ, they proclaim the gospel boldly. Same thing for you and me. Okay, hey, we may not have all of the learning in the world. We may not have all of the greatest talents of everyone, but what we do have is the sure and certain knowledge, the love of Christ, the belief in him that he is really and truly risen from the dead. And nothing can wipe that out. So what do we have to do? We have to pray to never fall into a state of having a hardness of heart, to never fall into a state of unbelief. And I would say, too, on this last day of preparation with the Divine Mercy Chaplet, um, every day had a different intention. Today's is to pray for those who have become what? Lukewarm. We can never let that happen to us. We can never fall into the trap of just not really caring about our faith, of just sort of thinking, eh, it really doesn't matter that he's risen from the dead. No. At the very heart of reality is the knowledge that God has become one of us, that he suffered on our behalf, that he died for us, and that he rose from the dead. And that changes everything. Don't let yourself fall into a state of becoming hard of heart. Don't fall into a state of unbelief. And certainly, don't become lukewarm and indifferent. Rather, ask our Lord for the grace to embrace that knowledge that he is risen from the dead. And on this Saturday, I'd recommend one of the best pieces of help, one of the best aids we have in never falling into unbelief, hardness of heart or indifference. That's praying the rosary. That's asking our Blessed Mother every day to help us to be more and more connected to her Son. To let those realities of the mysteries of Christ's life burn in our hearts so that we don't fall away from him. That we don't begin to rely only on our own talents. That we don't just become lukewarm and indifferent, but rather with her help that we might be on fire with love for him. And then we'll do what? Exactly what he told the Apostles. We'll go into the whole world, wherever our Lord sends us. Be that right in our own neighborhood, be that out there into our essential jobs, be that on the internet, wherever it may be, to do what? To proclaim the gospel, the fact that he is risen from the dead, and to proclaim it to every creature. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.